0: Whiskey!
1: Welcome to the Whiskey Underground!
0: And welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We're here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth—whiskey. Brant, we're back to the fine and rare series. We we did this a little bit in season one. Kind of got away from it in season two because we had a couple of other special editions that we did—the James Bond series. Uh, we did some uh, some other short pours, some cocktails. But we're gonna go back to this fine and rare because you can't get the same one. This is gone, it's done, poof. If you have a bottle, great. If you don't, you uh, you probably missed out.
1: Yeah, this is, uh, man, one of, uh, I mean, honestly, one of my favorite overall um, bourbons. I love this brand. I love the story. There's an awesome book about this guy um, from his very, very famous uh, whiskey son, Um and his very, very famous whiskey family and grandfather, um, and I don't know if there's anyone else, maybe besides Jack Daniels, more synonymous in the world of whiskey than this family.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and if you don't know, we're talking about the the Beam family, yeah, the but nose. specifically, specifically now, yeah, they've. S- switched and uh are the, the the no family now but this brand is the start of everything craft bourbon this is where craft bourbon began. um and it's bookers bourbon so if, if you've got bookers if you've had bookers now there's a bunch of different variations of it that come out yearly but um it kind of all started um with, truthfully, the sale of Jim Beam Inc. to Suntory. Right. Um and I don't know the exact exact dates, and kind of look them up and add it in, but um, it was during the time that Booker No, I want to say, is Jim Beam's grandson. Yes. Um, was the owner, or master distiller, or, or president of the company? I'm sure there was shareholders and other things at the time, but sold the company and was literally bored and part of the deal was that he got a little slice of the property down the hill or up the hill or I can't remember exactly in proximity but he basically got um, his own little laboratory still for him to go experiment and do his own things and this is literally the product that he came up with Um, a super super small batch foolproof uncut unfiltered uh, craft bourbon, and it is like changed the bourbon industry and the whiskey industry for eternity.
0: Yeah, it. So, I mean, obviously today now we have craft distillers, we have uh, fancified whiskey all over the place. But this is the first guy that did right. it. I mean, he basically said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna take whiskey and I'm gonna turn it up to 11. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it up a notch.
1: Yes, so it actually says he's, he was the sixth generation master distiller who grew up at the distillery in the heart of Kentucky. Um,
0: been and then Jane Bean's great great grandson?
1: Great great, yeah. Great great grandson. Yeah. And uh, Booker's was introduced in 1992. So 92 is when this started. And look, you got to think, it seems like this is every day. Like an everyday occurrence, craft bourbon, but in '92, craft bourbon was not even bourbon was not bourbon even wasn't on the on the map. I yeah. mean, it was there. Yeah, you had Jack.
0: You had, you had Jack Daniels. You had. You uh, had Jim Beam. You had probably Johnny had, Walker Black.
1: I mean, you probably had Jim Russell doing Wild Turkey. Yeah, so Wild Turkey. You had, you had I mean, there's couple. Maybe you had whiskey. four. You had four roses. What uh, Al, Al Young? Four roses and yeah, whiskey wasn't a, a thing in the '90s. Right.
0: So and yeah, this, this one, this one was the 2015. Uh, what is it third quarter? So basically, Booker's puts out four per year. They put out four different uh, flavors per year, and they basically break them down into quarters. So it's 2015 one, two, and three, and four. Uh, right. Essentially,
1: is how and, they do this. And some there there have been some years. I think they've had more releases, but you're pretty much dead on. It's about one a quarter barring some kind of special spare you know Mm -hmm. I think I've seen years where they've had five or five or six but they may have been years where they've had something special extra product come out yeah but typically for the most part
0: part they usually do between four and five per year Uh, so this one was the third quarter of 2015 it is proofed at a ridiculously high 127.2 so
1: look actually I'll, I'll um, I'll tell you so you can go on their website back to 2015 to this year and it looks and I don't know about previous years but it looks like 2015 and 2016 were actually years with six releases so 15 ha- actually had six releases which is crazy oh, wow. so yeah so it had um, and it's great because they all have kind of kooky names right that kind of mm-hmm. relate to whatever but 2015 had big man, small batch, dots batch, center cut, uh, oven buster, mama's batch, and then no secret, um, which is, is kind of, which is kind of noe, yeah, no secret, um, which is kind of cool. So, but yeah, this particular one. So look, and I this is kind of what brought me into into Booker's because I got in the bourbon secondary market, um, started digging around, and saw people talking about this bookers and the cool thing about it Scott is that they do it he's doing it right so he, he created the craft bourbon but by changing the bourbon every essentially like you said every three months there's a new version that comes out it makes the last release harder and harder to get and harder to find. So it's, they never produce the same thing. Every batch is different. Every yeah. batch is a, is a different age. It's a different proof. It comes from a different part of the warehouse. Every single batch is a limited, fine, and a rare release, which is, I think, the coolest fucking, fucking thing ever. Um, it, it literally makes it, if you put, get your hands on a bottle of Booker's, you, you've got a three-month release. Boom, it's gone, never going to be made again.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's not like you know the special editions or something like uh, Woodford Double Oak, where they come out with it and it stays on the line for say three to five years, and then they say, okay, that's enough of that. Or like High West, their Yippee Kaye, Yippee Kaye was right. on the on the market for you know the last four years. They you know, it, it, it's done very well. People love it. But just last month, High West said. It's time to say goodbye to Yippee Kaye. We're moving on. This is right. literally one and done, one batch, one barrel. Uh, I think it's like one barrel, or the, essentially uh, one yeah. barrel, like 250-something bottles, and poof, gone. Moving on to the next.
1: Yeah, I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly the the yeah. batch yield, but um, but yeah, you I mean you're right. It's it's. I mean, you don't go in every liquor store and see Booker's on on. The wall. I just opened my. By the way, the wax is crumbling on my desk as I opened the last the bottle of this. Ever. Yeah, this is the worst Wax. Ever. They but need I, to up um, their wax. Together.
0: It's it's terrible.
1: Coming from the same people that own fucking Maker's Mark, right? Think they which have, Maker's has yeah. the best wax. <laughs> you think they have better wax? But um, now, granted, let's say. I mean, this is a five-year-old bottle that just had its wax tapped. So, again, um, a, li- a waxed little waxed bit. You waxed that, didn't you? I waxed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it is the worst wax ever. But this is my second uh, second bottle, second and last bottle of this, Scott. So I used to have one, and now... I've, down, I've bottled one down, and now um, I'm opening the second one. I will tell you, though, uh, before we even taste it, I had some friends over, and we tasted this next to the George T. Stag that you... Got me. Whatever mm-hmm. year that was, maybe seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. No contest. Oh, this one? No contest.
0: Okay. Well, I'm excited so, to taste this one. This is my first time having this. Having so,
1: Booker's at at all, or, or just oh no, this, no this, this, this one, one, this one. I've had plenty of Booker's. Ones. Okay. Okay. we
0: have got some of okay. Grain's batch upstairs, which we got to taste on the show eventually.
1: I have another one too. I have to see what batch it is. But um, so yeah, so. Center cut, right? So we talked about everyone is a little different. So let's look, just to, I guess kind of put in perspective, obviously we can't go through the whole line, but let's just look at the year 2015 and talk about the difference, what you had. So first one comes out, it's seven years, two months, 16 days old. That's how specific. Mm-hmm. 128 proof, um, big man, small batch. Next one is a seven year and 18 day old. I mean, it tells you to the, de- to the day how old it is. 63.95 proof, and that leads up to number three, which is seven-year, two-month, 28-day-old, uh, 127.2 proof on this particular one that's called Center Cut. The reason for it is it literally comes from the center cut of the, where, the warehouse. So obviously Center Cut Steak you know, is one of the most choice pieces of meat. Um, this comes from a select fifth-floor, of um, Booker's favorite rack house so it is like the same thing as that best rack house, best yeah. floor, dead in the middle, um, center cut.
0: Alright. Yeah it, you know, it's kinda of funny that the story on this one he's he also liked to age his own meats from the center cut of the of the cow. And so that's why he chose this one at twenty eight days. Or set, what, seven years and two months and yeah, twenty eight days. 28 days. Because 28 28 days days was his prime time to age age meat. age meat. meat. So, uh, very, very very kind of cool. Dude
1: was cool. And look, I was talking about earlier in kind of the intro. The the book is called Beam Straight Up. mm -hmm. Um, It's on audiobook. Obviously, you can get it in in print. But it is fascinating the stories that are told. And it's narrated um, or it's told by Freddie No, who's Booker's son, who is the current master distiller at Beam, Inc. So he's the guy that Signature is on, or he created Knob Creek. Yeah. So he's he's the guy that's name is on Knob Creek. And, man, is Maker's Mark too? Off, I yeah,
0: feel it's like. part of Beam.
1: Yeah. I feel like his name is on, on Maker's Mark um, as well. So anyway, that's, that's Booker's son. And then now... The, uh, the ever-popular and hardest shit-to-find little book uh, is Freddy Jr., um, a.k.a. Little Booker. Yeah. Um, hence the little book. Uh, so, Scott, you already poured this? Uh, yeah,
0: let's pour it this took out.
1: Me a, it took me a fucking second to get the cork mm-hmm. out of this damn bottle.
0: Let's pour this one out and let's, uh, let's nose this thing, because uh, I'm excited. It, it's You know, this one's been a long time coming since you... Since we uh, we talked about tasting some of these bookers that we have,
1: I don't even know. I bought two of these bottles of the secondary market. I couldn't even fucking fathom probably what I paid for them, to have this on secondary market. And like I said, this came from. It was just a very highly talked about, really bookers release. Which there's been five five times. There's been twenty other batches out besides this.
0: It is. It is high proof. It's no joke it's about it. It's high proof. It's high proof. Um, hard candy. It smells like really sugary hard candy.
1: To me, you don't get the ethanol, though, until you no, really dig you in. Really you just it in basically there. cross the nose, I mean, um, it's there. It's
0: Molasses, burnt sugar on the on the nose. It's, it's really not, like, the, the more you go into it, the more you get your nostrils accustomed to the ethanol, blow it away. It's not that spicy. No. It's got a really sweet, um, sweet molasses, sweet burnt sugar. Pretty dark, too. I mean, this is very dark mahogany.
1: So, I, I, think, I think you're dead on... The description—it's got strong cinnamon, yeah, you know, cinnamon, cinnamon spice. A little bit of that burnt sugar. Um, kind of crazy because it, it has a little bit of that same, you know, toastedness we talked about, like when we we had the the previous talking about the batch finished Jack Daniels. It kind of has some of that campfire, oven roasted burnt sugar kind of stuff uh, stuff happening to it. But this one they had this one did not have no barrel staves in it. I can tell no. you, yeah. Um, and this is look. This is uncut, unfiltered. This is out the barrel. Um, what you get, you know, what you what you pour out is what you what you get. Um, and it definitely um, definitely does have the high proof when you dig the nose in. So Scott, give it a give it a swig. All right. It is all bourbon.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, okay. Man, it is gold. That is real caramel, spicy, great oak. The wood on this one is amazing. But then it's got, like, deep, dark fruits, like cherries, walnut leather, and, and a good peppery flavor. I really like this, like, pepper that's going on in my mouth right now.
1: Delicious. I'm going to go in for a second, but I'm taking some, some notes right now so I can.
0: Waffle cones on the nose. Oh. Waffle cones. That's what it is. There was like this. I kept going back to it and trying to find this like baked good. And it smells like. All right. It smells like waffle cones in, in, in an ice cream parlor. Yeah, there it is. I'm like, what is that smell? Waffle. And in the morning. I'm making
1: waffles.
0: waffles, but you know, I mean, it, it
1: does kind of have that, and it's a great part because you talk about it, like if, if it's a if it's a griddle cooked waffle that's just a little bit you know left mm-hmm. in it, left in a couple seconds too long, it's got that kind of just extra little
0: singe to it. Man, that's really good.
1: It is the all, caramel. It's all whiskey though.
0: Oh yeah, the caramel really shines on this one. I really do like the cherry. Uh, the cherry dark fruit flavor. It's got a nice, it's got a really nice spice to it. Not like, it's not like overly cinnamon where it's going to burn you going down. It is like perfectly spiced, perfectly peppery that really, really gives a good flavor to this thing. I really love the leather uh, palette. Okay, I keep going back to that. that. It's got like a leather jacket flavor. Not not that I've licked a leather jacket or anything.
1: (laughs) It it, it definitely has the leathery, the leathery palette. There's something in there that kind of sticks. That sticks out to me on on the. uh, on the palate,
0: it's it, it, not that. It's very.
1: Ri- it's like rich.
0: Yeah, I think it's the. It's kind of like the dark fruit. I, I can't. I. I can pick up cherry, but I don't know what really else is in there. Maybe some like plum. No, that's not plum. That's too sweet. It's almost like an oily fruit. Because the mouthfeel on this is tremendous. It is so oily.
1: See, you say leather, but I think it has... I mean, it's, it's it's leather, but I think a lot of it comes from that that oak.
0: Yeah, oh, definitely. Oakiness, too. Man, the mouthfeel on this is incredible. It is long-lasting.
1: Very, extremely long finish. The finish hangs with you for
0: Oh, until you're you take like the third, yeah. like three drinks yeah. later. It does not leave you. I mean, this is the reliable girlfriend. She ain't leaving you. Very caramel throughout the entire thing. Um, Nose, palate, finish. The caramel stays with you. Caramel, vanilla, and spice. All those classic bourbon notes. I mean, this this is bourbon. This is bourbon bourbon
1: toasted grain see I think that it just it has a lot of wood I mean it's kind of toasted toasted grain spicy oak mm-hmm. the caramel dark fruit
0: uh, yeah. but it kind
1: of almost has it, so what's sticking out to me and I can't pinpoint it it's, it's got some type of herb or spice that's in there like if I, if I hold it on my tongue long enough because like you can't hold on your tongue forever because it'll like melt a hole through your tongue but If you hold it on your tongue, there's, like, some kind of herb or spice that's happening.
0: Yeah, it's almost like, you know, I can't even tell. It definitely has, like, an earthy feel to it, an earthy taste to it. Maybe, maybe, like, um, maybe cumin. But that's more of, like, grassy flavored. I mean, I can kind of get, get that, but... I wish I had, like, cumin to smell right here, but I don't. I'm not going to get it. it interesting. It, it does have... You're right. It does have, like, an herbal... Almost medicinal flavor to it. But not, like, scotchy iodine. Right. All I know is the uh, the pepperiness and the spice. The spice is amazing. It's it's not overly spicy, and it's not like drinking Fireball or you know Big Red gum, but it's nice and cinnamon and spice and peppery.
1: Man, but you say that you say you said Big Red, and it kind of it kind of triggered that.
0: It does, yeah. Big Red it kind Red of gum. triggered that.
1: Sweet cinnamon, but something about so like if you if. if I mean, I'm sure there's not, but it's almost like if... So, it flavored... It, it, I think it's the, almost the gum. Like, if you said... If you tasted Big Red and you just delete the cinnamon, like, what are yeah. you left with? It's almost like that... Whatever that flavor... Whatever that base, kind of baseline flavor of gum is. What's Wrigley's Spearmint without Spearmint? What's, you know... It's, it's, what's called,
0: the, what's it's called Fruit Stripe. <laughs> what, no, what's the... Uh,
1: what was the yellow... The, uh, double mint no there was, double mint was green but there was like something that was yellow
0: the uh, gum Fruit- from L- Wrigley's Fruit delicious no oh, god now I have to look this up Wrigley's gum it was a yellow package right yeah
1: everybody out there is going yeah yeah oh it's, it's juicy fruit
0: juicy fruit that's it fruit delicious juicy fruit yeah close. juicy close enough. fruit close
1: yeah, ju- yeah juicy fruit like juicy kind of juicy fruit but but what was the, what flavor is
0: that it was juicy fruit flavor you don't <laughs> right it was juicy fruit flavor yeah I mean that's the thing is you know tasting bourbon is remembering things that you you've tasted in your life that that is juicy fruit flavor it's hilarious because
1: it literally says, I'm reading this says on uh, Wikipedia. Flavor. Which fruit serves as the model for its flavor is kept vague in advertisement. Yeah. Some people say it resembles jackfruit. Combination of banana and pineapple.
0: Yeah, okay. Because there is definitely some banana notes on this nose. Now that you say that, there is definitely banana.
1: And now I've talked myself into that it's 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 juicy fruit. Jack, <laughs> it's jackfruit. It's banana and pineapple. <laughs> well,
0: you
1: know there the, you go.
0: You know the jack. There's there's the jackfruit on the uh, Living with the Land attraction.
1: Wait. Oh, there is a jackfruit mm-hmm. in Living with the Land. And get this: consumer demographics. It says Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints, is well known for requesting juicy fruit in the middle of games. That's the gummy cheese. I'm going tomorrow. I'm getting fucking a pack of juicy fruit. If I can find it. I'm going to go like to a big gas station probably.
0: I uh I I could definitely go for some juicy fruit gum now.
1: <laughs> okay. Corn syrup. It's basically synthetic gum base, obviously, but it includes corn syrup. Yeah, and, nice and that's and that's, and that's where I think
0: this, yeah, I mean this does taste like juicy fruit gum. With some spice. I mean, there's definitely spice in there. And oak.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I was saying is, is when you, well, so when, the thing is, when you said, when you said, big like big red. Mm-hmm. You said big red. I kind of was like, okay, I, I, I get the big red because I do get a little bit of the cinnamon spice. But I get like the base of the big red. Like I get like once once I once the the cinnamon has worn off in the first you know twenty five seconds of chewing the, the big red. Like what's behind it is kind of the. is is the uh, flavor I'm getting and then it kind of led me to reminiscing
0: on that yellow pack of juice yellow pack of juice alright I got a number on mine because I think this is fantastic um I really enjoy this this nose the hard candy uh the molasses the sweetness to it uh the waffle cone and and now that I now that I kind of smell this more the banana flavoring on the nose not as banana and nut bread like others that we've tasted, but definitely like straight raw banana. Yeah. Um, Palette was great. Caramel, toasted oak, cherries, very good dark fruits. And then, obviously, this is where you get the juicy fruit better. Uh, finish, man. Finish was so long. This one lasts for days. I don't think... I can't recall a longer finish that we've tasted. Maybe... The Jack Single Barrel or the Jack um, uh, Barrel Proof, Uh, the Bookers. I know the little book book number two was really long. Little uh, little book number one was really long. Um, These are really. This is a good whiskey. I can see why people really like this. So, Brent, I've got, I've got this one down as a ninety-one. Damn, it's high. It's in, it's
1: real.
0: I'm impressed. Real good. I'm impressed. Um, I mean, honestly, like, as I talk about it, I kind of want. You know what? I am. I'm gonna bump it up to a 92. This was so good. This was very very good. So, so final score 92.
1: Well, 92 phone phone. is ni- <laughs> 92 is where I'm at. Yeah, on this as well. So the only things that I remember... So Little Book 1, we both scored 94.
0: That was really good.
1: Little Book 2, we scored 89, me, 90, you.
0: Yeah, it was good. Not great, but um,
1: good. There was another one that we scored... I scored a 92 on E.H. Taylor single barrel. You scored 91 on E.H. Taylor single barrel. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another fantastic bourbon. I think um, we both scored... Uh, four Roses small batch non-chill filtered, um, ninety-one ninety. So that's another plus ninety. And then, other than that, was just recently the Piris small batch. We scored ninety-three ninety-two. So I was like, so you scored ninety-two, I scored this ninety-two. So this this lives in that in that to me top ten all time. Uh, bourbons, because you know there's, we had we had a couple scotches that scored mega high, but in bourbons, I mean, when you start getting in 91, 92, we've only had maybe five, six, seven, yeah. 91, 92 to 94. You know, nothing, um, nothing bourbons. really
0: over that 92 range. I mean, 92 is a is a monster score for for bourbon. Yeah. I, it's a I really agree. good score. One
1: thing we didn't do if you just, I mean, we've already scored it, but I don't know if you got, do you have water handy?
0: Uh, or did you? I did get some. Yeah. I give just me didn't a know
1: if you had a splash.
0: Let's do a drop of this thing. So I haven't got much left because I was drinking this thing neat. and it's really good. So we'll do a drop.
1: I'm confessing that yeah. I love you.
0: Tell me that you love me too. I'm Ooh, it brings out a spice.
1: I mean, the, no, the nose for sure.
0: Oh, there's more of that banana and uh, waffle cone. Like, almost like banana ice cream. Like a very creamy uh, smell to it. Mmm. Okay. That brings more of the oils to the front. And makes it really rich and creamy like that is that is outstanding i don't think it I changes say, i don't think it changes the score but i really no. do like it with water
1: well it's kind of interesting too because i kind of almost feel like it makes it more um to me on the nose it almost has more ethanol which is i don't think it's ever happened to me with uh with this i don't know if it's
0: Oh, I think it brings the ethanol up to the front. It. it brings all of that, like that oil, to the front. Oh, now it smells! Now it smells like juicy fruit gum. Or I'm just, I'm just fixated on juicy fruit. One or the other.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm definitely now fixated on juicy fruit, and uh, <laughs> and smelling it here. <laughs> really good i mean honestly i think this one and and most most bookers slash little book you can you can drop some water in there from the start and you're not gonna you're not gonna ruin the whiskey it's so high proof you're not gonna ruin the whiskey as we finish up the uh the bookers uh this is fantastic brand thanks for thanks for sharing this one um we always like when share whiskey uh obviously if you have something like like this that you just find so amazing, you want to share uh, with the with the group. By all means, share it. Find a way to get you know get it to us, and we'll do a show on it, and we'll probably invite you on too. Because honestly, Brent, we talk about it all the time. The best whiskey is the whiskey you share with friends. It's better. You know, I drink 100. alone sometimes. I mean, no, no. I drink it by myself, but guess what? No. It's even better when you drink with friends,
1: and um, I will say, I mean, it's 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 cool to share to share good whiskey with friends, right? I mean, yeah. um, don't hog at all. It's kind of the you know, it's, it's kind of a real a real thing when it comes to to rare whiskey, right? Um, and look, I mean, you fi- you find out too about differences in palates. I mean, man, someone may. Show you something that they love, you hate, or you may love the same thing, and and that's exciting too. Whenever you whenever you taste something that is just truly good and unbeatable, and you share it with a group of friends, and everybody is just the yeah the consensus is that this is this is star studded. Um, it's kind of cool. You find those things, and then look. You know what you know what to look for. I have to say hats off to my wife this week. Um, she she went out and bought her first. Bottles of bourbon on on her own um, because she is kind of becoming addicted and she she bought them. She called me. She's like, "This is not this is not good that we're going to be both be addicted to to buying bourbon." Um, luckily, she's a little more level headed and she buys it uh, to drink. Where I've had probably about a, a five year obsession with collecting, um, which has got me about a hundred bottles of un Yeah unopen undrinkable. I say undrinkable, and I know there's some guys on the on the, the bourbon page that'd be like, you know, you you fucking moron, just open it and drink it. But
0: I'm one of I those mean, I'm one of those guys, Brent. I mean you, I'm, know, I'm, you buy I'm, it, you might as well drink it.
1: I'm with you, but man I got some stuff that's just worth an unthinkable fucking amount of money to, to pop a seal that's on and, and drink it. I mean it's kinda crazy. But I, I get it and but the thing is though is I think that now I'm, I'm more obsessed to finding that daily drinker. Give me that $20 to $50 bottle you that, know what? that I, can, I can replicate and drink every single day and never be upset about uh, about it. And, I mean, there's tons out there, but, I mean, what's the best? I mean, Scott, maybe this will be a, a, a 2021 short pour series or something where it's like, what's the best daily drinker yeah. and, you know in you know certain what? price ranges
0: I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pose a challenge to the the BSE members let's start a thread and, and you know someone can start it and let's start the bottom shelf matters thread give mm. us give us like your it. bottom shelf matters give us what you would go to 20 oh
1: fir- let's, let's so set the bar with this okay so, so I, I think I think that I think that Kind of the world known and, and if well I guess if, well, I say this because some people can't find it. For to me in Louisiana, Buffalo Trace would be the gold star. Yeah. So I want to know everything you love priced below Buffalo Trace. So twenty five dollars and under. Yeah, like priced below Buffalo. All right. Trace.
0: So I think here's our here's our rules for bottom shelf models. So for uh for a bourbon, it has to be twenty five bucks and under. Okay. Um, it has to be a regular release. It can't be like the small batch and you know, something. That yeah, has, Jim Beam you know,
1: prohibition. You know, non-chill filtered. Yeah, it, you know, it's, white label. It's it has to be, be regularly like a, available. So, like, if, right. if
0: it's regularly available on you know on almost every state or most states, that's fair game. Um, okay. But twenty-five bucks and under, give us your small batch. For Scotch, what do we want to go? Forty bucks and under, thirty-five.
1: Okay. Let's go. Okay. Yeah,
0: let's go bottom shelf. Thirty-five bucks for Scotch, twenty-five bucks for bourbon. Give us your bottom shelf matters. Let's let's find the daily drinkers that say, "It's a Tuesday night. You've had a shit day. You want to pour something, but you don't want to pour something super expensive." Go go to the cabinet, and, and you found this because uh, because Branton Scott recommended this from the bottom shelf matters series. Let's let's find our ultimate. Uh, bottom shelf matters, so maybe we'll do like a series of ten. So most, ten most votes for it, will we'll get featured on the show, and we'll go out and get, you know, bottom shelf matters. It won't break our, uh, you know, break our bank account or Jesus' bank account yeah. because yeah, <laughs> he'll be like. Maybe we oh. can do.
1: Maybe we can. Maybe we can start a thread, collect you know what has the most likes essentially. Yeah. And then maybe either maybe like pull it out, and then you know we'll buy the top X amount. Yeah, we'll buy the top five bottles of, yeah. of
0: bourbon and, like, yeah. three bottles of scotch or something like that. And we'll do some Bottom Shelf Matters for 2021, maybe starting in January. But we'll start the research now because research takes time.
1: <laughs> research takes, takes time.
0: Yeah. So we'll start like the research it. now. Give us your Bottom Shelf Matters. Go on to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BSA podcast, and let us know what your Bottom Shelf Liquor is. I'll post a thread on there, and we'll get this thing started. Uh, when the, when the show drops, as to what is your best bottom shelf bourbon and your best bottom shelf scotch, nominate something, and then we'll go from there, and we'll we'll find uh, we'll find some good stuff, good stuff that you can drink every day and not break your bank. We'll find Brent. And we'll find the new McCown.
1: Good luck. If, I don't know though. We should probably make this post private because if we find the new McKenna, it'll be sixty bucks, seventy yeah, bucks in true. a year. Well,
0: you know, good thing, good thing our small group is private and uh, yeah, right, we keep right. this thing on the down low. Right. All right. So I love it, Brant. Uh, another good pour, and we're looking forward to 2021. Uh, I know it's. Uh, I'm so ready for 2020 to be over, but more so, I'm looking forward to this bottom shelf matters because I think it'll be fun to find some good. Uh, cheap whiskeys that are also good
1: it's yeah, good it's I mean, cheap
0: and it's really good to drink that's the most important thing good to drink so uh, Brant
1: if you came in to learn drink what you learn if you came in to share share what you drink if you came here a stranger
0: may you exit as a friend
1: and if you came for an adventure drink up drink everybody. up
0: cheers cheers